Don't need a poop, do you? <laughs> Not in the moment. Can we start this thing I, up? I just, I just started <laughs> rolling, bro. We're good to go. It is episode 64 of Your House, Our Rules. We got some things that we're going to get into today. Fucking before we even get started, though, fucking smash that goddamn like button. Hit the comments. You know, we got some stuff. It's always better if people get involved in the comments. And uh, yeah, so... So subscribe, do everything. Subscribe. We're, we're about ready to start. Subscribe. Right Bravo. after this is done, we're about ready to get on some promotion type stuff and hopefully start getting a little bit more views in this bitch, get, get a little bit more people involved in it. But let's get into our first topic of the day, which is the strikes that are going on in America. So I want to start it out with um, the Writers Guild um, the, and, you know, the, the SAG, which is like the actors, the Guild of Actors or whatever that are on strike right now. Um, as of Friday, they were supposed to meet and start doing their, you know, talks negotiations about it and they ended up falling through but they met with the um i might fuck this up the amptp um let me check i got right here yes amptp the alliance of motion pictures and television producers which are basically the big wigs who run everything do all the productions they're the money behind everything and you know the crew and the the higher ups are having issues which is where these strikes come from so they were supposed to talk, negotiations kind of fell through, but uh, one thing that they were trying to, like the initial like things that they were trying to talk about was that the WGA wanted to um, get minimal staffing and guaranteed minimum number of weeks for employment, uh, which is a huge issue that they've had with, you know, streaming and stuff like that, because now that they're not like syndicated television shows, they don't have work that is guaranteed for certain, certain times of the year. So if you're doing like a TV series that's working 24 episodes, that's 24 weeks of employment. If you got something that, you know, is streaming and they could do 10 episode series of uh, like The Witcher, which we're probably going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, those are only 10 episodes and you know that you only might work like eight weeks in that. And then you have to, you know, freelance for the rest of your shit. So low overhead. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to get talking and, uh, it's kind of fucked up because they were, they were talking about the whole scenario and the producers, the AMTPT, they were like, uh, they were like, Hey, it's kind of unfortunate that you guys want to do this because, they're pretty open about the fact that they have the money to just wait them out. They're, they're, they've been quoted and saying that, like, we're just going to wait until people start losing their jobs and they either have to come back or they're going to essentially become homeless. So it's a, it's a, it's a fucked up scenario that we got working on. And we're also going to tie into it uh, the, the truckers, uh, the Teamsters going against Yellow or whatever, which is a huge problem for the production line and stuff. And we've already had issues coming since COVID. But let's talk about the writers a little bit. Uh, you guys got any comments about, you know, the whole scenario and what's going on? I mean, things have shifted. You know, you've got all these streaming services. You've got all these different ways to, <laughs> you know, broadcast movies tv shows stuff like that like they should have looked at ways to be able to make money right and basically kind of like adhere to the changes that are happening in hollywood so you're talking about the writers correct okay yeah now, I, mean, I know it's very specific as to what they do that is pretty much key to well not, what it is that they can make not, like, not necessarily because you know you have youtube and this was something that i was talking about a guy who came in uh, my work the other day and he said that his wife is an actor and she's like it's not as serious as it is but the thing about it is like we have youtube channels that are doing like basically television productions correct. and they're just posting it their own their own privateer stuff right that they're doing online. a lot of it's becoming independent yeah. Individuals and like small groups of people that can basically do this stuff for very little money. Yeah, because right. you have it in your pocket at all times. Correct. You have the, the ability to make. You have the resource to be able to do that. Semi quality yes. movies or just like semi quality streams just on your phone. Well, the thing about it is, you know, you, 
like you said, it's kind of like the semi-quality. It's not really like high production value and stuff like that. It's because they don't have these giant corporations like Disney, which is a big one, or Netflix, that can, you know, pay for them to start doing the the stuff that they need to do. Like, when you have just billions of dollars in revenue that you have behind you, you can afford to do a lot more with your shows and stuff like that. My point... Plus, plus you also have, like, YouTube and stuff like that. In order to get into that space, a lot of the guys that are, like, really big on YouTube making their name for themselves, one, they're not getting paid as much as some of these other people's are, but two, you have to be known. You have to be established in that in that forum in order to, to make it. Or to make it. Right. So, and the more and more those applications grow, the harder and harder it is to get into that space. And I understand that point of it, but, like, and what I was, you know, trying to get at, what I, what I was saying is basically... If you're a writer and you see things changing in Hollywood, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to figure out a way to basically adhere to that change? Yeah, they, they should have got ahead of it. Correct. Instead of bitching about Or at least went alongside of it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is what, what actually has changed, though? Because TV shows still only had seasons, like, on regular television, even if it wasn't through Netflix or a streaming service. So what has actually changed to where they... Well, don't have a job the, now for a the, certain amount of months. The thing that's changed with it is that these no one's really watching network television anymore. When was the last time you guys had a fucking cable? Box no, I don't there? even I don't even have cable. Yeah. But the thing is, is and it, now, it's the same though, isn't it's, it's, it? Well, it's, well, there's some of the there's some of them that are doing like Peacock, which is NBC. They're doing their own streaming services, right. but a lot of their stuff that people will get Peacock for is like The Office. Like almost everyone I know who has Peacock is watching The Office. But or, The Office was on Channel Five. Yeah, yeah, but no one's going to watch that because they have to watch it with the commercials and they have to pay for television like a cable box, which is like, I pay $70 a month for my for my internet. If I wanted to get cable with that, we're talking about 200 It's Correct. like $120 oh, yeah, no. just to get fucking basic television and like the quality of shows aren't there. But the, the streaming services have taken over the, the space in the sense of like good television. There's a lot of bad television but, on but there. But, my, like Bailey and like I think what you're trying to say and you're like to your point is... What's the difference between watching a show on Channel 5, 9, 12, 19, whatever, on YouTube TV on a streaming service versus watching it on a cable box? There, I mean, there's really no difference. But So then what's the problem? The, yeah, but the I don't thing, understand But the thing the about is it is there's, in television, there's section times that you need to, to watch that specific show or whatever. No one wants to wa- have like a cable box that you have to pay all this money for to watch like maybe one or two shows when you can just go to the application and watch the yeah, one show that you want to watch. Which is fine, though. But like, so what's the issue, though? What's the difference between watching that on YouTube TV app or Hulu or whatever versus watching it on a cable box? There's, what's right, the difference? There's no difference difference in watching the actual show but it's the forum that you watch it and no one's subscribed to the television the actual television anymore they're all on netflix which doesn't have any of those shows maybe a couple of them are syndicated in but now you have to fucking pick and choose that's which specific one yeah. you want to go to and because they are working on those the shows have gotten they're not long-term syndicated right. shows they don't have the budget to invest in something that no one's going to watch because they're not watching through that forum right therefore they have to they have to go work for these streaming companies to work on the short shows which makes them not have guaranteed work for as long as it does. Because it's yeah. less, it's low overhead. It's yeah. it's less production Ex- uh, exactly. staff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there. That's going on, and you know, uh, 
me being a person who is like heavily involved with the you know media just in general whether it's music television film whatever it is like i get it i can put myself in the standpoint of the writers at first when i did it i was like you guys get paid fucking obscene amount of money but something like the average salary for a writer in like hollywood which is where the huge issue is uh is like seventy thousand dollars a year and if you know anything about the cost of living out there that ain't shit that's i honestly thought it was less yeah so they're trying to get more guarantees for what is going on and do that shit and another thing that we haven't really quite hit on is the the whole thing with ai and ai is a huge issue the dude I was talking to the other day, he's like, well, it's just getting to a point where like AI, he's like, it's just going to be the people who fucking, uh, you know, uh, instead of being the people who work as actors or whatever, it's going to be the people who code the AI and stuff like that. But the thing about it is once AI becomes a little bit more developed, the AI is going to be able to write itself and there's no need for a human. Based employee. upon you and like what yeah. you're, you know, what you're, whatever is like Snapchat or whatever, like that little, you know, AI bot, right. like it's they, going to adhere right. to what you're you know what you're doing or whatever yeah Yeah. go ahead katie i've always heard that like they don't want to like continue with the ai like i don't know like the creator or something i don't know the writers don't yeah because like the actual creator of ai the one of the first people that developed ai like was in the forefront of it Mm -hmm. he he does he's like don't use ai ai is bad but he created it. I I agree because it can turn to something like dark. Does but does he have a does he have rationale behind it? Do you guys know his exact rationale behind it? I mean, I can guess. I can kind of. It, it, yeah, it's just I because it's it. because it'll it'll take jobs. It'll take over, mm-hmm. which is what it's gonna do. And everybody knew that. But you're the one that fucking created it. Yeah, it, you knew it was gonna and, do that. And here's the thing about it that's so scary, and the reason why they want the AIs. One, they're already starting to introduce it into writing scripts, which essentially takes their job away from them. But two, when you're talking about like the actors who joined, I think it was a week or two ago last time we did the, the, the podcast when they joined they have this thing where the production companies want to essentially take like a young up-and-coming actor actress and they bring them in and they take like a sample of their face and their persona and they give them a one-time payment in order to do it and they're able to use it in any of their productions for from, they want. From, from from whenever and yep. make as much money as they want to on it and the other people don't see any royalties in that well thing. i mean it's kind of like if you you can take that to like music on how record companies do shit mm-hmm. they, they do that same shit and big record companies are highly known for fucking over their people yeah. especially the newer people the, the once TV, you make a name for yourself the tv is yep. just now or the film and tv is just now doing it i think is just now starting to have the ability to do what the record companies do mm-hmm. so it just has to come down to people having lawyers and looking over contracts and shit like that yeah so yeah i mean it, it's a whole thing i i i find it justifiable that they're they're striking and doing this whole thing. And then, you know, another thing that I read in the article that I sent you guys this morning was that they're actually directly supporting the Teamsters in uh, the yellow, the whole yellow thing, not getting their pension and stuff. So uh, they all tie in hand in hand. When it comes to it, you know, you need a bunch of stuff to create the productions or whatever. And in order to do that, trucking is the largest form of shipping in the continental United States. Right. Now. And yellow, who is the third biggest trucking company in the United States, isn't paying people their pensions and they're fucking taking out loans of like $500 million. And it's starting to get to a point where like they might go under and the other companies are fucking looking forward to go under. Cause then they can fucking jack up the price and fucking take all the business because yeah. the people do it. And you know, these people unfortunately have been working there for 40 years. They're not going to get their pension. And mm-hmm. that's the issue. That's one of the issues with unions in general. Fucking they, they have work. They have uh, guaranteed work for you. They're not going to fire you. They have the laws to help protect you. But when it comes down to it, if you fucking put your you unionize and you go against 
against the people that help pay you and they go under, everyone gets you're doesn't screwed. get paid. No right. one gets paid. If there's no money to pay somebody, then you're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that they were already bankrupt. Yeah. The, uh, no, they're not. They're not bankrupt. They're they're about to. And actually, the Teamsters are not on strike. Uh, they they're thinking about doing it. But you know, as we just said, when you have this uh, this thing that this foreboding fucking disaster that is going to happen, it's like tough to go on strike. You don't want to unionize if you know your company is going to go under and you're not going to get the money that you've worked for for, for years. Correct, because they're just going to turn around and be like, "Well, see ya." And it also, when you're looking at the, that whole scenario too. This is going to fuck up the marketing chain, or not the marketing, the, the shipping chain for everyone. It's already been an issue. We've felt it at the work that I'm at ever since COVID when, uh, uh, you know, trucks you saw just lined up for miles outside of the shipping, the, uh, the what are they called, the, the docks and stuff like that. Right. Trying to unload and do the, uh, well, and load their trucks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, that happened to the cabinet industry too. We were mm-hmm. backed up like 30 weeks during COVID. And people were complaining to us about shit being like, so if a cabinet comes in fucked up Mm -hmm. and they're back that far, Mm -hmm. it takes fucking weeks to get just one cabinet drawer in. Say a cabinet drawer has a nick in it and people were complaining to us and we're like, it's not our fault. Mm -hmm. Like we can't do anything about it. That's just it. I've nobody wants nobody's working nobody's being able to get shit to where it needs to be I work in the office at work and I've had to have that conversation with people so many times where it's like hey for us it's uh the big thing was super spacer that affected us the most excuse me super spacer is essentially um this if you have an insulated glass unit like all the windows in a modern house or whatever. It's, right. it's two panes of glass with a spacer and they, they seal right. it with a, this type of black silicone or whatever. Yeah. Super spacer is something they use. It's more malleable so that you can form it to like shapes. So Bend it's it. what we use for like, yeah. if you have a bay window that's a half moon or whatever, we use it for that. That's been incredibly hard to get. So if someone has like a half moon that they need replaced, we're like, look, the rest of your windows might come in in a week, week and a half, but that specific window might not be here for a month or two. Yeah. So We, we just got caught up with yeah. cabinet issues and like people were starting to get really shitty yeah and i was like man it's hard to hold my tongue and the owner of the company that we work for or work through uh i was like hey you gotta you gotta get your customers you have to explain this i should not be the one having me and my uncle should not be the one having to explain to the customers that it's going to be fucking six weeks before they get this part in and it does it helps when you tell them beforehand that it's going to happen rather than you know them having to wait like i thought this was going to be here in a month and it's been two so yeah i find also when you're just on one honest with people up front and two just honest when you're talking to them don't beat around the bush and fucking tell them like this that and the other happened just be like look this is the issue that we're facing and like it's affecting everybody so with so many logistics companies do you think that's kind of hurting the market for trucking companies well, a good person to talk to about that would be my buddy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really big on you know trucking because it is such a big shipping thing or whatever that it, it's not as much of an issue, but I can see how it would be as much of an issue because more competition doesn't necessarily mean fucking... From what I understand, they're undercutting other companies' prices. Well, that's kind of what's happening to Yellow right now because you know Yellow fucking, they're, they're not going to be able to... Go, if they go under, they're the third biggest trucking company. Once they're done, then you have all their customers who need to go out to other places right. and at that point you can jack up the price and fucking, yeah well that's and, what happens with any business yeah. any any business with competition that's what's ha- what yeah. happens it, it's all about what do we say money hold on, hold on. money <laughs> it's all about money didn't, so, didn't our is it rnl carriers is that who it is 
local. I think they're like up in TQL. Like, TQL. No, no, no. TQL is the big one co- in Cincy. No, no, no. The trucking company. Oh, oh trucking. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I know Yellow's R- Yellow stationed in Nashville, so I see a lot of yellow trucks. I in think road, it's R&L, and I think they are either going out of business or have gone out of business, like recently. Well, because of how— And they're big here locally. Because yeah. of inflation, in everybody has had to jack their prices up, and mm-hmm. the people that are littler that have been you know, waiting to get into the, get into the ranks and mm-hmm. move up, now they're going to be able to— undercut but still have super high prices because yellow was such a big company that they had to have those inflation rates and people i feel like would just got greedy with the money correct yeah that's what fucks a company up yeah you can't fucking get greedy and to go back with what you said i think some of these logistics money (laughs) yeah money power some of these logistics (laughs) companies that you know are popping up everywhere stuff like that i I think that has something to do with it because you know dalton just moved down to atlanta and opened up his own branch down there and they're that's how much they're expanding so if this is a smaller company that's coming up and they're they're uh, essentially taking away business from everyone else i could see how that would be a bad bad scenario for everyone else so I, I don't know. I, I really hope that they can figure something out because personally, it fucking is going to affect us. It's going to affect, affect the consumers, my business the consumers and, yes. around here because it's sure. so local to yes, around here. for sure. Yeah. So it sucks. People at, at Home Depot and Lowe's you oh, know, yeah. like to get the material in for co- contractors to do the work. It's going to affect... Anything and everything. Correct. Your fucking microwave. That you, I'm looking at a microwave. So your microwave that you right. just ordered that broke down or something like that. It's, just, it's going to take longer Correct. to get there because everything goes through trucking. What about Amazon? Is that going to affect? I think Amazon is a has a separate. I mean, they I've, have their own they're, trucking. They're their own subsidiary yeah. Yeah. Like as far as trucking. I, I believe yeah. so. Uh, but the thing is, when you're talking about it, most of the shipping that they do are from their trucks that come out of their warehouses. So if it's not something that is made in their warehouses or they needs to be shipped from, from some, one warehouse yep. to another, I think that they have to go through those other ones. So it could. I don't know. They, they might. That's a good question because they might have their own trucking like – the company to move from shit from warehouse to warehouse. Right. No, I think they do. The door. big, the big Probably. ass Amazon semis, the, the prime semis or whatever. Probably. I would, I would imagine that a place or a company as big as Amazon that is as self-sufficient as Amazon. But I would, I would assume but they outsource something. I was going to say, they, they, they do. Well, During Christmas, the, they outsource to FedEx. The FedEx entire, delivers yeah. Amazon packages. The entire yeah. Amazon uh, company is built on outsourcing uh, stuff. You can go right. on Amazon and become a seller and sell your own shit exactly. through Amazon. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it, that's an interesting question. I wouldn't know exactly how that works, but I'm sure Amazon has structure in place to deal with that. I've thought about doing that. Fucking making t-shirts and sell them through Amazon or fucking getting on there and that or what, Etsy. What's that? What's that called? Uh, yeah, Etsy. It's called something. It's all over TikTok. Apparently people are making Buku's money from fucking I, doing that. I watched this video the other day that was like, um, well, it was side hustles that you can do or whatever. Yeah. And it was basically just... <laughs> It was kind of shady the way they were doing it, but they were basically like, just take this and put it on a fucking t-shirt or yeah. this, that, and the other and sell it on Etsy at fucking eight times the price. And it yep. was like, well... Okay. Hey. But is that going to be sustainable, though? Like, are you going to be able to do that for... Side hustle. Yeah, it's just... It yeah, it's, it's it, you're not supposed to be able to do right, it. Right, I get that. Regular. But, like, that's... You're spending a lot of time on something like that for, in my opinion, not as many... Well, no, not as no, much it's not money. Really, it's not really a lot of time. All you have to do is make the shirt or make whatever... And the then you, whatever, yeah, yeah, and then you take that design and you put it into an application, oh. and they do so all the selling and work. For it's all to be through, able to complete it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's yeah. all through Amazon. They simplify everything to where it's See, the, you. You put it on Amazon, and they do all the shipping, all the. Uh, they keep all your numbers and shit like that. But you wouldn't them. be making all profit. 
by doing I that. think they take a little take bit a, of the I'm profit. I'm sure they but take a small percentage. Yeah, you have but, to pay a certain amount of money to get it made. But, but if, if they're taking care of all that, it's worth the penny to spend. Yeah. 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 That's how a lot of these companies, like merchandise and stuff like that, like uh, bring up the Milk Boys, for example, because they're really big. They make a lot of their money off their merch drops, which are the one-time Huge percentage. brand exclusivity that they do. But Huge they percent. probably they probably get those shirts made. I don't know. They might they might have them made in America because they're kind of have a little bit like more of a conservative background to them. Yeah. But essentially you can go over and get some shit for China. You can get 50 t-shirts for like $5 and you can sell each one of those t-shirts for $50. Right, so right. what is that? $2,500 Correct. right there. So yeah, it's fucking huge profit that you're making. off. I that. mean a lot more like a lot bigger of a profit than getting it from someone here in the United States. Cause like I got t-shirts for my client appreciation party mm-hmm. and it was like 800 bucks for 50. Yep. The more you get, the, the, and the, the I mean, the, the dude's like li- he lives in Colerain, like yeah. he owns the company. It's something I want to. It's something that I want to look into for doing merch for us, because I don't even just want to like make merch with you know just the logo on it. I actually want to make like shirts and like get into like right. that whole fashion but, aspect of thing. Yeah. The thing is, I got a couple people who have reached out to me, but I want very high quality shit. I don't want. That's my I, issue I don't, too. I don't want to do just fucking your standard shirt or whatever. I want to do something kind of like Nelk with the brand exclusivity. Yeah, like, I mean, you're gonna be sp- people, you're gonna spend money creates, to it, do that it creates a want for your product correct people, people i totally agree yeah. and i would i would totally agree with going that route because mm-hmm. quality to me is quality over quantity I, oh, yeah. I totally agree all the time totally agree all the time because you're doing right by your client and your customer yeah and, and giving a good, them a good t-shirt and man. producing a good t-shirt and just for them and just circling all the way back down to, right. to to the trucking and stuff like that quality over quantity you right. have these really quality businesses that really take care of their employees that really get the shit done right don't have to worry about going under. Correct. So if the, all these littler companies that are more quantity over quality, that are sneaking up. Well, yeah, because but that's that, just because that, they're cutting prices. Yeah, so but they're much. here but no, today, but that gone com- tomorrow. That comes with greed, though. Is the once they they get bigger and they're like, oh fuck, I can make this amount of money if I do this. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Well, that's what it, like it, it, once you get start to get big, that's it's hard to stay humble in any company. And that's what Hollywood's doing with AI. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to cut their costs now with what they can do and the product that they can deliver by basically getting rid of jobs for all of these other people because they don't care about the the individual they care about themselves yep because to them it's people all about it's all about money and power in the end it's power all about baby the dollar the dollar dollar bill y'all but i feel like it's it, that whole hollywood situation is crazy to me because it's like if you're if you own a studio and you have all of this below you mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to do what's right for all of them, well, even, the, even the staffers. Well, it just if everyone's that, happy, they're just and making a number, money, man. Yeah, then you start but getting it, into that whole like you know these billionaire fucking people who are running the companies and stuff like that gets into like the whole mental psychopath type thing. They don't empathize with people. They don't see where they're coming from. All they care about is filling up their pocket. Yeah, no, now, a psychopath makes a good business owner. Oh yeah, no, they're <laughs> they're everywhere in business, everywhere. But you know, let, let's get into a little bit before we end this topic because I do want to talk about this. Is all kind of excuse me taking place in in Hollywood, so. We have seen since COVID, it involves the trucking and stuff like that, involves the actors and stuff like that, a huge annex away from Hollywood and the LA area and California. And I don't think that this is helping whatsoever because I was reading the article today that they're taking a huge hit, like the LA County and stuff like that. They're taking a huge hit because the their main source of income, which is media, 
it's just not working anymore. Nope, they're outsourcing. It's they're well, leaving because yeah, yeah. people don't ha- people don't have to be in L.A. Yeah. They don't have to be there to do their job. No, and we might end up seeing a point where like a big one is Austin, another one is Nashville, yeah, where, where people are moving to or whatever. Those might start becoming more of the like L.A. because. <laughs> Looking at where I stand from now, I don't see how they can maintain the the prices that it costs to live there and all the fucking bullshit that they're going through with their over liberal uh, uh, viewpoints and politics and stuff like that. People, there's like a forty percent sales tax or something Correct. over there, and like when people are already leaving because of your restrictions with COVID, Mexican beer, when people are uh, when people right. are fucking already leaving for that, and then all of a sudden your main source of income just is like not working anymore because you're not paying the people what it costs to live in your bullshit ass fucking region. Yep, you know what's happening too, and this has been happening for the last probably like four or five years. They got rid of the tax benefit for movies to be made mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, so that's why a lot of the movies that you see that are being made more recent than not are yeah. made outside of LA. I think movies nowadays because well, they are got shitty. rid of they got rid of the tax benefit. I know that for a fact because I'm involved in a television show out in Los Angeles, and I have been for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And the guy that is like the uh, like the director and, and producer of the show, he told me he's like the tax benefits in Los Angeles are basically gone. Yeah. So yeah. now they're leaving to have to go and produce movies and I'll TV swear. shows. Yeah. elsewhere well some movies and stuff they'll they, they'll go to like other cities to actually record it or whatever but all the all the stuff that happens all the behind the scenes the production the post-production pre-production stuff like that it's usually stationed in la yeah correct Hollywood. but the actual making like yeah. the the where you're actually filming yeah the location of where you're filming is not not it, in yeah. la as it, much as it used to be it, yeah i was watching a uh, podcast with rob lowe and he was talking Rob about. <laughs> yeah, I love Rob Lowe. I love Rob Lowe. Big dick. He's awesome. <laughs> but it, you should watch the podcast. It's Burt Kreischer's uh, fucking oh, podcast. God, I don't like, yeah. I don't Dude, like Burt Kreischer, it's so man. good. He's, I don't pay attention. Not I mean, he's, funny. He's, oh, he's, I love Burt. Love Burt. He's an acquired taste, but yeah. go on. But I was watching him talk to Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe was talking about how movies nowadays. Um, it's not like old Hollywood. He's like, I was a part of old Hollywood where the actors were worshipped and like the movies were just better. They yeah. like people actually cared about what they were making and the actor like you when when, when have you seen yeah when have you seen an original movie with like actors that weren't around in like the 80s yeah like uh, Rob Lowe he's like yeah. there's there's no new people coming in that are quality like it used to be mm-hmm. which I think that's also hurting just LA in general as well, Hollywood. And I think a lot of people see more benefit and easier, you know, they don't have to deal with the contracts and restrictions of a major production company by doing stuff like YouTuber and stuff like that. Yeah. Because those people are cheaper. Yeah. You can it do, it you doesn't can do cost your, them well, yeah. as much You can money. do your own shit at that point. I mean, there like, are businesses well, behind a lot of these channels. Yes, and stuff but like it's that, it's but. less expensive he, he was, for, for LA and Hollywood to produce stuff now, even though the content's dog shit. Mm-hmm. It's less expensive well, than it is. And they know well, people are going to pay for it. Because Correct. People, because people are stupid. That's yeah. what that's happening across the Fast entire 24. country. Fast 24. Well, the, that's happening the across influencers, the entire country. The influencers that are big now are getting cast into big movie roles, but they're influencers. They're, they're not, it's not tra- quality. They're not traditionally trained as well, an actor what? like like what? DiCaprio right. and Rob Lowe. Right. And what influencers do you know that are being cast in like AAA movies? Um, it's a good question. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Of I don't know the answer to that. 
Because I know there's some influencers like Logan Paul's a very good example who have transcended the YouTube influencer. Well, well, he's just he's just Lo- a celebrity. No, now. Logan Paul's just a celebrity. Yeah. But well, I mean, like Disney casting um, uh, Jake Paul. Jake yeah. Paul had his own TV show he, on Disney. He did, and it was shitty. He's yeah. not a traditionally trained actor. Yeah, he was just and, a social media and star. Keep in mind right. too. Or Dixie D'Amelio. She oh. she is currently in. Okay. Filming a movie, I can't remember what Dixie the movie's D'Amelio called. Is another one of but those. But she, she's just a big TikToker like that blew up. Status. Yeah, but she, she was just a big TikToker that blew up. So they're doing, and they're she's doing not quantity. a good actor. Like yeah. she's not a good actress. No. She's, but she's got a face that people want to see. Yeah, I know, yeah. but that, yeah. but that's what Rob Lowe was talking about. He's like, there's yeah. not any exactly. traditionally trained actors that are hitting the scene nowadays. Yeah. That it's all fucked up. The well, whole, the whole thing. It's they're all going up. for quantity over quality mm-hmm. basically they're just trying yeah. to push content the most amount of people d- they're this, pushing content this specific person person is going to get more people into yeah. see our movie than yeah fucking they're a traditionally pushing, trained actor pushing content that's what yeah. they're doing because there's a demand for it mm-hmm. there's a high demand for content yeah. and if you want to keep doing that you want good co- content it all starts with the writers so pay your fucking writers right have you no, guys watched oppenheimer I no, did. I did you? Did you like it? Fuck yeah. This because is a what I've we, heard people This is a what we've been seeing. Do not like properly. it. I no, I've never watched it. I'm just oh, asking that, no, I'm just talking about a movie that has been big recently mm-hmm. that I people have been saying I've have heard reviews on it that they're like this movie's so confusing. It's three hours long. I don't want to sit through it. <laughs> okay. Think, have they well I think that a have lot they of that, seen a Christopher Nolan film then? Yeah, I don't know. That's the point that I'm try- that I was about ready to make. I don't know if that's necessarily that it's not a good movie or the fact that our retention rate has become so fucking minuscule that people just are unable well, to has. pay attention to a fucking topic. movie for more than thirty fucking seconds. Yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, short term, short term fucking media dopamine, is baby, the, dopamine. The end yeah, all the dopamine of you are absolutely hitting yeah. the nail on the head, bro. Nah, bro, it's fucking, it's so dumb. And like me, someone like I would love to sit down and watch fucking I do it all the time fucking sit down and watch all 14 hours of Lord of the Rings director's cut and stuff like that but fucking that's because I grew up in a fucking society at an age where like I had the analog and moved into digital I'm able to sit down and pay attention to a movie for fucking 14 hours yeah I, I mean I am too kids I, these, I just haven't watched the movie days? yeah it's a lot but I know you don't like fantasy either but uh, no but I mean I don't I think can't, I could do I can't believe you don't like Lord of the Rings yeah. no I've never seen so, one that's of those what that's garbage not even no he doesn't like fantasy so don't don't, I don't even like any of that dog shit oh let's, 